0: Oh, baby, what a catch! Kenny Gallagher, you're a freak! What a catch! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! I love the Lions! Say it with me! I love the Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what is going on everybody? It's a good day, it's a great day for the Detroit Lions and everybody that drinks that Honolulu blue flavored Kool-Aid. You know how we do here on the show, drink it in uh... <laughs> It is Friday, it is the day after round one of the 2021 NFL Draft and I'm coming to you this morning. Excited to talk Lions football because with the number seven pick, the Detroit Lions selected Penney Sewell, offensive tackle from Oregon. I've got lots of thoughts on him, how everything shook out. We'll talk about round one, do a little bit of review, but then we'll get into a day that's coming up. Rounds two and three. So many good players left on the board. Targets for the Lions. um, Gosh, We'll talk about Brad Holmes almost suplexing Rod Wood after the pick was made, going nuts in the war room. you got to love the energy those guys brought. There's just so much to get into today, so much Detroit Kool-Aid to drink. So, like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter, at Derek Oakry, D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Hit that uh, subscribe button on the show. Give me a follow, and like I said, love talking football, fantasy football everything like that. So let's not waste any time. As I always say here on the show, let's get right into it. Let's talk some football. So like the way the top shook out, like I was rooting so hard for Mac Jones because I hate Mac Jones. I wanted him so bad to go to number three. So when Trey Lance went, I was like happy because I had identified Trey Lance early in the game as a ball player. I tried to tell Benny Blades, On my other show, Believe in Lions, that's spelled B-L-E-A-V in Lions, that Trey Lance is a ball player, man. You don't have to look too hard once you see this kid that he can throw, he can run, he looks the part, he's smart, he's run a pro, all that stuff. So, I wasn't surprised by the pick of three, except for all the experts, quote-unquote, were saying that it was definitely going to be Mac Jones, so... You know, that threw me for a little bit of a loop. Four, they did go with Kyle Pitts, the Atlanta Falcons. So I wasn't sure if that was going to be the pick. You know, I, I thought they might go another way or trade out. They didn't. Um, really, when number five came and Jamar Chase went, that's when I started really feeling good because, obviously, that was a big swing pick as well. And then and then pick six came. And, and Lions fans, I just want you to know that, like, if they don't, If they don't pick Jalen Waddle there and they pick Penny Sewell, that's setting up to be my worst-case scenario. So, like, that was the big pick of the day for the Detroit Lions. When when the Dolphins went with Jalen Waddle, the receiver I didn't want, you know— He's got speed, but he's tiny and just like, he's just not a number one. He's not a guy for the Lions that they need right now. Is Jalen Waddle going to be probably a decent player, good player with uh, the Dolphins? Yeah, but that was such a relief when they made that pick on so many levels. And no wonder the Lions were so fired up because the number two player on my board, basically the number two player on many people's boards, a 20-year-old, what six five three hundred and thirty pound monster is available at pick seven? I mean, it it's it's just so perfect, and it's so perfect for these reasons because the Lions, you know, have have tried to make the old line a an area of strength the last few years. And did some okay things. I know nobody wants to give credit, you know, to the former regime because they frustrated us so much. They found a couple of players there, Decker and Ragnow. They swung and missed on Ricky Wagner as well as some other interior type players as well as some free agents. I'm looking at you, Hal Vaidya. But but they also got jo- Jonah Jackson last year, where it's like got three guys that are already pretty good to decent, if not above average, the quality football players. And then you add to that strength by giving yourselves a young player that can play the left side. He's open and willing to play the right side. Just got, you know, just great abilities. He won't be 21 years old till October, I believe. I mean, drink it in, everybody. Just pour yourself a glass, a penne soul at pick number seven. Drink it in man. Like I said, he's a young player. He's what I wanted, which was a a bigger body, a foundation piece, a guy that you can you can build around for years to come, and that's exactly what they got. So with one pick going a different way, it could have felt very bad where they're sitting there. Basically looking at a, a Receiver or having to, you know, consider Micah Parsons at that point. And Penny Sewell is just such a better pick on so many levels. And here's some things I saw after the fact. Obviously, I knew about this guy. I'd watched him. He was highly rated. <clears throat> Excuse me. But when you go watch his post-draft interview, this guy, Penny Sewell, has personality... He has a mentality. <laughs> this guy's got energy. This guy loves the game of football. These are the type of things that we don't always see, you know, fans, people that are trying to dive into the draft. We don't get these one-on-one interviews usually till after the game, or you might, you know, watch something online, or you may track something down, but... These guys are having one-on-ones with these guys and I'm sure Penny Sewell jumped off the page as a great kid, good family, loves the game, tough mentality, monster on the field. You know, willing to do whatever he needs to do for the team. And yeah, is there a little bit probably of, hey, he's 19, 20 years old, a little bit of immaturity there? I think I saw an interview where he's like, he loves Pizza Hut and he's just scrubbing down. I mean, the guy's a big old lineman. He's 325 plus pounds. I mean, not a big deal. He also, even if he goes out and has fun and kind of isn't the prototypical, you know, yes or sir, no, sir, you know, all that, that's a good thing, I think, because. The Lions, you know, all linemen are just so nondiscreet or so just under the radar. It's like as long as you can play ball, there's no reason that you can't both have personality or be, um, you know, an engaging person as well. So between him and Jonah Jackson, I think we have two of those. And then between Decker and Ragnall, you have more of the the quiet types, more of the just, hey, show up and get our work done. So it's a tremendous mix in that room. And, and one thing I went and did, too, is I went and I looked back at Penny Sewell's tapes, highlights, his YouTube, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, it just reminded me why I had this guy so high and why I'm so excited, so fired up that the Detroit Lions got this guy because on the tape, Penny Sewell, I mean, are there times where his blocks are like he gets the job done but it doesn't look Perfect or technical, yes. But there's so many more plays that pop off the screen where you're just like, oh my goodness, did, did that big man just move that quick? Did that big dude just throw that guy out of the club? Like... I I I had so much fun. I tweeted it out really late last night. It was probably up till two three, kind of going through some things and, and just kind of so excited. Like the first time in forever that the Lions has taken a player that I think is great value, great position fill of need, um, great football player. You know, ones that fans everybody can get behind. Like it's it's very exciting. But when I when I threw his tape back on, I just jumped out of my chair again, basically because. If you go watch him, watch these plays where he just, just you know, swims the the defender, and he gets out to the second level so quick. He's looking to destroy people when he latches on you and needs to mirror. He, he looked really good on some sets uh, that I had saw there. So, I mean, I think he can play wherever they need him. I think he can play pass, but I also think getting this guy out to the second level and out on screens is going to be so dynamic and so ridiculous to watch the way that he can move his feet. The type of ability he has out in space is going to be incredible. So Deandre Swift, I mean, what a, what a great gift for him. Jared Goff. I mean, this, this gives you a really fortified offensive line and even when there's struggles, even when Penny Sewell gets beat or certain things don't go right it's just so great to have four guys up there now. And you have bodies between Crosby, Denberg, Tai, you know, multiple other young at Nell. You know, all these guys that can figure out the other spot. You know, like I've always said, you need three or four guys and you can figure out one or two spots. And the Lions now have that and have that for years to come, which is so exciting. Like I said, I, I couldn't have been more you know so happy to hear that pick i i feel like it broke right right there at the end the lions got their guy most of you have seen the the video that went out where I mean, Brad Holmes just couldn't have been happier. He grabbed on to Rod Wood, put him in a bear hug. Like I said, the only thing that was missing was a belly-to-back suplex right through a table. That would have been incredible. Then there's one funny part with that video. Well, there's a couple funny parts of that video. Go back and watch it. Find it online. John Dorsey is looking for a high five from Brad Holmes right off the get go. And of course, Brad Holmes is so fired up and going crazy that he not only misses that, but um, John Dorsey's left there hanging, which is just kind of funny. Then, after Brad Holmes just wrestles, you know, Rod Wood, because uh, he was the first guy to grab, Brad Holmes finds Chris Spielman standing back there. And Chris Spielman looked. I mean, gosh, he looked either unhappy or very subdued. I mean, you would think Spielman would be in this mix where people were high-fiving, chest-bumping, clapping. You know, everybody from the owner to Dan freaking Campbell. Yeah, you, know, you know Dan Campbell, right? I mean, you think he's going to like Penny Soul? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to fit Dan Campbell's mentality. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality exactly Dan Campbell and now you got Panay Sewell another beast that can help you take out some kneecaps so it was very weird to see Chris Spielman not only not be excited but then get thrown around by Brad Holmes and just sort of still stand there he didn't really get excited with anybody Now maybe maybe he's happy maybe it's uh, you know I heard some people I I thought it was a bad take actually by Matt Derry on Lockdown Lions which I love that show Uh, Matt Derry's a great dude but he was kind of like come on now you can't be you know wrestling people and going nuts and it's like really because I that was one of my favorite parts is to see a little emotion a little sight exc- see and, and we know that you know Bob Quinn got all excited at certain times too but there's something different man I'm telling you about Brad Holmes he's smart he's calculated he's also excitable he loves football. All this stuff. He's not just a a shrewd NFL guy. I think he's genuine. I also think he he knows what he's looking for, and he goes out and gets it. So the fact that that he was you know so excited and such a. Uh, a guy's guy, you know what I mean? When you make a great pick like that, get excited. Go ahead and give a, a... He was giving, you know, other than the the wrestling moves. Oh, and then the other funny part, speaking of wrestling moves, so after he throws Chris Spielman around, then he is trying, he's beelining his way to Sheila Ford, hamp, and and John Dorsey corrals him at that point, and, and you know, Holmes, in his excitement, gives him like a... A hug slash, you know, wrestling hold as well, but then kind of just discards him to the side, uh, so he can get to the owner and give her a hug and be fired up about that. So it's a great video. I think, I think Ray Agnew too came over and gave John Dorsey some great love and a really cool, uh, high five and kind of that bro hug, which was great to see. and. Dan Campbell, like I say, did some funny maneuver right as uh, he got up off his chair, which I thought was great. So, what a what a great video and what great excitement from them, the Detroit Lions fans. I mean, we're just. Out of their mind on, online. I, I tried to stay off my phone and off Twitter pretty much because I wanted just to enjoy the draft. I'll get to it a little bit, but I totally enjoyed the draft at, at my at my office here. I call it the DTO scouting office. Uh, never been better. I had all my boards up where it was players overall, um, you know, by round. I had all the teams up. I was making the trades. I had my computer. You know, I probably got three four computers up here too that I'm I got uh, different things on that I'm working. So I just wanted to immerse myself and really enjoy it, You know, sometimes I get into talking to friends or kind of, you know, jumping online and Twitter too much. And it's kind of like I did jump on. I put my pick in a Penny Sewell before they made it, as well as, you know, a few things here or there. But for the most part, I just really enjoyed the draft and, and worked my boards and had fun here, at, um, you know, doing what I love to do. So so that was great as well. But, uh, you know, w- what a pick. What a, just a exciting time for the Detroit Lions, this new regime, and Lions fans, you know, that most of the time have names like this that we're looking for, and the team, for whatever reason, goes a different direction. You know, they, they try to be smartest guy in the room. They take some guy that's, you know, farther down the list. They fill needs, or they take sc- weapons. It's like, no, they... They took the best player of value. Again, two on my board. You got them at seven. Big foundation piece rather than a receiver, which I'll get to here in a minute. There's tons of receivers, tons of great players out there still, as there always are in the NFL draft. So you play the board, you let it fall to you. So everybody that's listening to this, I mean, again, grab a glass, fill it to the very top of Honolulu blue flavored Kool-Aid, would you please? Drink it in, man uh... ooh, ooh, ooh. Cornbread, cornbread, cornbread. <laughs> I mean, drink it in, eat some cornbread, get excited uh it's a great day. This is a really great day it was a great first round and <laughs> I think the best is yet to come. I'm going to go ahead and take a break, get my great sponsors in here, RealitySportsOnline.com. I know they're new to the show. We've got a little promo about, I believe, in Lions, you know, other sponsors here and there. And, and like I say, I just want to jump on and talk football here early this morning and get this thing rolling. So when we come back, we'll talk about who's left, what else I saw in round one, and uh, do all that here for all you Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. I thank you so much for listening to the show we be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now... Most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, Franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Everybody, I want to take a quick pause and tell you about my other Lions podcast. Now, you know, on this show, I serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid on Wednesdays and Fridays. But on my other podcast that drops on Thursday mornings, that's called Believe. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Believe in Lions with myself and Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. That's right. Me and Benny Blades chop it up, talking football. He's hilarious. He makes me laugh. We get in a bunch of arguments and, you know, he talks about the you all the time. It's all about you. It's all about you. But Benny also talks about the Detroit Lions. He was a great player on the field. He has great stories, love his football knowledge across the board. We have a bunch of fun. So everybody hit that subscribe button, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Again, that's Believe in Lions, with myself and Benny Blades on the Believe Podcasting Network. Check it out. We thank you so much for the support. The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for listening to the sponsors. Please go hit that subscribe button. You can also find my other podcast. Don't forget, you heard about it with Benny Blades, When I Can Track Him Down, which has been a little hard recently. The guy's a busy man. He's all over the map. But I'm hoping that I can find him and talk some football because me and him have a lot of fun, argue, laugh it up. That's believe in lions. It's spelled B L E A V in lions on the bleed podcasting network, as well as like I say, reach out to me on Twitter. Give me a follow, you know, talk some football. You know, if you're in fantasy football, you need some advice, you want to talk about that. Definitely do that. Definitely go check out reality sports online as well. Like just love that platform. And, all the different leagues I have there, just tremendous and just a, a great time. So, let, let's go ahead and talk about kind of my round one review. I mean, I'm not going to hit on a ton of these picks and go into them because we're here to talk lions. But you know, I'll just scroll through. Like I felt like uh, you know JC Horn, you know, good football player, tough guy, but it was kind of a reach there at eight. I felt the Denver Broncos just always take corners, so they took another one in Patrick Sertain that you know, was a little surprising based on the QBs that were still there, but they did what they did. You know, Justin Fields at number 11 with Chicago trading up from 20. I mean, I really hate to say it. You know, I, I really do. Cause I, I'm not a bears guy. I always want to have Joey uh, on my show, Joey Christopoulos from the bleed podcast. Network, I gotta give him crap about the Chicago bears, but that's an aggressive move. I kind of like what they gave up to get what they got. And, that's what they needed was a QB. So I don't know what Justin Fields will be in the National Football League, but I know that at this point, based on where that team was and what they gave up and the player they got at the point they got him, like I thought that was a great move, a great pickup. Micah Parsons to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's a straight-up Dallas Cowboy move where, you know, Best player on the board, big name, you know, big mentality, athlete. I mean, as long as he's good off the field, he's going to be a beast in Dallas. He was really excited to go there as well. Let's see what else we got here. Um, I, I like what the Jets did, you know, getting a quarterback and then getting Vera Tucker to either play interior or a tackle spot. I thought that was a good move. McCorkle Jones going to the New England Patriots. Like, one reason I don't like that is I felt like I was kind of excited to see what Cam could do in year two. But I mean, I would I would think they either move him along or he's out there for a bit. And the minute he stumbles a little bit, they would they'll put in Mac Jones. But I'm um, just not a Mac Jones guy whatsoever. Now, I think he whispered to the commissioners where I want to go all along. So again, he's got that personality as well as just a certain confidence to just be. Can he do it at the next level? And I mean, he fell in a great spot. There's no doubt about it. You know, Alex Leatherwood by the Las Vegas raid is. I mean, I'm not even going to say it like I normally would, because Mike Mayock, I mean, come on, man, like, I love Alex Leatherwood's mentality, he had great interviews, captain, big body, great, but, I mean, it doesn't matter how much you love a guy, you don't take him at 17, because you probably could have got him in the second or third round, you know, depending on where he goes, so you know that was just a reach that was just a I love this guy so I'm gonna take him rather than play the board I mean Mike Mack you got to be better than that man you really do I don't even care if he ends up being a great player it's like you pretty much probably would have loved to get that great player in the second round right so you know uh, and there's lots of other people on the board if you do miss out so I thought that was a bad pick by them Jamin Davis going all the way up at 19 that surprised me just how high he did end up going even though I i did love the player, love the tape. Tried to tell Benny Blades about him. There is Tony to the Giants. I mean, Giants, what are you doing? Like, l- listen to this. I mean, if if this offense blows up, then I'll eat my words. And I hope that they do well in certain areas. Like, I don't know Saquon Barkley, but they they got Barkley, Ingram, Kenny Galladay, John Ross, Shepard, um, Slayton. Uh, Gosh, who else did they add recently? I mean, it's just, and now you're adding Kadarius Toney. Like, that just seems like an overuse of resources to offense, in my opinion. Like, yes, you have to get your quarterback some things, but are you serious? Like, that just seemed crazy. Caleb Farley, if he's healthy, is a really nice value pick for Tennessee at 22. I mean, I think this guy's a top 10 talent in this draft. There's no question. It's just health concerns that dropped him way down. Christian to the Vikings, that's going to be a nice pick for them. And kind of just, you know, you always hate to see the inner division teams get what they're looking for. Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers was a, you know, it was mocked a lot, but I, I wasn't sure they were going to go running back. He does seem like a great fit there, though. He can catch the football. He can run. Really good mentality. I love the fact that I nailed the Jags going with ETN. So... You know, Trevor Lawrence, ETN start off their draft. That's that's big time firepower right there. Even though I don't love, you know, running backs, you know, that high to some degree. It's like what a what a perfect match. There were a lot of good matches in this first round between Devontae Smith and his old quarterback, you know, Jalen Waddle and two uh those two, you know, from Clemson. Things I really liked. The, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, did what they did or did what they do. They got Bateman and Owe, um, two just Baltimore-type players. I mean, that was that was tremendous, I thought, for them. I didn't expect anything less. Peyton Turner was another reach, in my opinion, you know, taken by the Saints at 28. Saints, you know, Raiders, these are teams that they just fall in love. Sometimes Seattle does this, too, when they actually have a draft pick, which I think they have two or three this year. But they just, like, fall in love with people and, like, you could take him a round, half a round, two rounds later, and they're just like, nope, that's our guy. It's like, okay. So you got Peyton Turner. Congratulations. Um, you know, Eric Stokes to the Packers made me laugh just because it's another, you know, they take it so many DBs and so many defensive players. I mean, I just, it, it couldn't have been better draft day and then to hear Aaron Rodgers whining and bitching and complaining and uh, the smug Arrogant, you know what that he is. Just uh, it was just great to see that all day, and then they go take a defender just to even make him more upset. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, they send him out of the division and the conference. I never have to see the guy ever again. That would be tremendous. Um, Let's see, and that just ended with the Rousseau, or talked about Oway, and then Tampa Bay just was tired of waiting around. They just turned in Joe Tryon right away, and. Like I said, I really can't believe some of the names that are on the board here heading into round two. So take a look at it. Let me. want to do this just to give you guys some names. There's so many good names like I don't even know really where to start. But like I said, I definitely want to give you guys some targets to think of. As well as just how excited you should be that we're sitting here in round two. Um, got a great football player, a great value, and there's just so much talent. This is what I always say. People act like, oh, after pick, uh, you know, after pick 12, there's a big drop off and you can't really because we're going to be at pick like 50 and there's still going to be first round talents and studs that I would love to have on my football team. So, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, let's just go to receiver because I know everybody mm-hmm. has got that circled um, and highlighted and, and wanted a receiver high. I mean, listen to this. Elijah Moore, one of my favorite players in the draft, might be the guy I want the most is available. Terrace Marshall from LSU is available. 6'3", 200-plus pounds. Rondale Moore, who's only 5'8", 175, but can do some things, is there. A. Brown's a good football player. Nico from Michigan is there. Dwayne S. Es- all these people, like, betweens rounds two and three. All those guys are going to go. It's probably 10-plus receivers that I still like Um, or any- if they made that selection. Um. As far as offense, like just looking around, I mean, the way they have established their offensive line, we we pretty much know we don't need a quarterback. Running backs, there's some interesting names, but I would hope the Lions would just sort of put that on the back burner or not take that this year. They don't necessarily need a tight end. I mean, I hope people heard the news that Hunter Bryant was cut, but then he was... Worked his way through waivers and actually is back on the Detroit Lions, so I was happy about that. So I I really wouldn't address the tight end position to be honest. I feel like Josh Hill can do his thing, and you don't really need to address it. And your O line is good. So <clears throat> excuse me, offense. I feel like we're good. So let's move to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, look look at the players that are available. I mean the the big defensive tackle. From Washington is still out there. You got Christian Barmore is out there. Milton Williams. I'm just going to go down these positions. These are defensive tackles. Uh, Nixon from Iowa's out there. I mean, you, you move over to Edge. Aziz Ojalari from Georgia is out there. Joseph Asai, if you want a young, flexible defender. Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa from Notre Dame is there. I mean, that's going to be a top target for not only the Lions, but many a teams you would imagine would love that pick if they could get him. Baron Browning from that school I shall not speak of is available. Nick Bolton's out there if you want to go linebacker. If you want a corner, which I know Benny Blades does, you got Asante Samuel Jr. is out there. mela from Syracuse, big, long, 6'2", 215-plus-pound corner is out there. Elijah Molden can play some football. Um... You know, looking at safeties, which I think the Lions need one or two, preferably two in this draft. You got you got Trayvon Merig from TCU. You got Javon Holland from Oregon. I mean Andre Cisco. I mean a lot of top three, four top talents there as well. It's just like I if you want me to narrow it down, I mean for me. Talking about, like, BPA, like, let's go to my overall type board right here. Like, my my best player on my board is is J.O.K., Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. I mean, that's my number one guy. Aziz Ojolari is up there as well under him. Uh, Merrick, the safety, is up there. But the, the guy I'm targeting, to be honest, I know I can wait on receiver. I know I can, like, to rounds two or whatever it is. I'm telling you, if if Elijah Moore is on the board, I think I'm taking Elijah Moore and I'm just, like, I'm just wiping my hands clean. Like, I'm feeling really good about my offense at that point. Like, then you could almost go a defensive draft after you could just solely focus because Elijah Moore, is tape's incredible. I've seen a couple interviews with him. Incredible kid. Just seems like a, a pro, a pro's pro. I think that would be tremendous value. I do have some concerns about like a Rondale Moore, but I do like him. Um, and there's not many other people that are popping off the board at the top of round two. Like if Elijah Moore or Jeremiah Wusukaramoa got there. Yeah, everybody. I've said it three, four times. It's a great name. I wanna, I'm wanna. trying to remember what his teammate said. He had a cool nickname too. Whether it was woos or something like that. Like, gosh, man, he's a smaller guy, but he can fly, cover. He's got good instincts. So those are kind of my top two. Aziz Ojolari would be interesting because he was supposed to go in round one, but he's got some medical issues. And then people want to address linebacker as well. So I wouldn't have a big issue if they didn't get, you know, JOK, if if they did take a Baron Browning. But I think safety is really important, you know. If they could address the safety position, like, you know, a really nice combo for me would be Sewell and Javon Holland. You know, 6'1", 196-pound junior, comes down, can play a slot, can cover people. Just really good uh, overall player. I think that between him, Will Harris and Tracy, you've got a nice young nucleus now you need – Tracy and company to step up, but Javon Holland might come in there and be a ball player from day one. So I'm really hoping for J.O.K., Elijah Moore, or Javon Holland. If I had to stack them, gosh, you know, I guess because I just love how many receivers there are, I'd probably go J.O.K., Elijah Moore, no, J.O.K., and because I think the safety position is such a debacle and needs so much talent, J.O.K., Merig, or Holland and then Elijah Moore, but gosh, it's hard for me to put Elijah Moore at the bottom because if he's there, just, he's just so dynamic that I feel like, man, I just, I'd be hard to pass on him for those other guys as well as like, will he make it, you know, or will somebody jump up and get this kid? Cause I'm, I'm just surprised he's still on the board to be honest. So like I said, I mean, those are my targets. Those are BPAs. I had a great time. Like I said, um, you know, I really enjoy the draft. All the all the variables, all the nuance that goes on with it. I try to put in the work, you know, between reading up on these guys. I'm um, trying to know, you know, what we're looking for. stacking these boards up. And, and for me, it all kind of pays off here, this first round. Like, I had, you know, every time there's a pick, I have lots of boards to adjust, work to do to some degree, but it's just so much fun. It makes you, you know, feel as close as you can get to being in kind of what these GMs do, as well as, you know, like I say, just seeing and and having a feel for the draft, as well as just sort of working my way through it every year. I learn a lot of fun that the draft room gets better and better it's just something I really enjoy personally and I know Lions fans have always been a big fan of the draft and like I said I think now based on this first pick now I can't wait to see what they do in rounds two three and beyond because would I still like to acquire more picks yeah w- would I still want to see it's it's not always just the first pick you make especially when you're as high as number seven it's you guys heard my other podcast where I did combo meals okay so, you got Sewell. Now, what can you add to him? So, by the end of day two and into day three, we're like, man, we got those three ball players. Those are all starters. Those are all impact guys, all high end talents at good value. Like, that's what you want to see. Or you want to see, wow, we traded out in round three and we're able to acquire that. Wow, that's great. That's great as well. More draft picks, more opportunities. So, uh, you know, he's going to have to combo them up. But the fact that Brad Holmes made the pick he made. You know, didn't uh, didn't reach, didn't trade out. Took a great football player. Was fired up about it. Has me really excited. And and like I say, I'm just really day two is actually my favorite day. Rounds two and three are my favorite days. Of the NFL draft. There's great players. It's you get more picks, more trades. It's really the sweet spot of the NFL draft, in my opinion. So I, I just want to end the show with this. Lions fans, I know every year usually, and this year will not be no different, you'll have some haters, oh, you know, he was my number two tackle, oh, they should have traded, oh, they shouldn't it's like, everybody, just just be happy, just be fired up, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody, drink it in, uh... this is a new regime, you got a new quarterback, you got a new style of offense, you've got a running back we can believe in, you've got Young players on defense that might take a leap forward or you'll get rid of them and replace them with other players that hopefully will be top-end talent. This is a great time to be a Lions fan. Exciting. It's different. It feels different. It feels like they're turning a corner in regards to reshaping a, a team, getting good quality players that we all have heard of, watched, love. As well as building the team right. The right way. Drink it in, man. I mean, Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell seem to be so per Dan Campbell wins football games at Detroit. He is going to be a legend in this town. Mike, Mark my words, everybody. Drink it in, man. So... I hope all you guys enjoyed the first round as much as I did. We got the player we wanted. We got great value with that player. That player is 20 years old, so he can be here for 10-plus years. He's going to grow. He's going to mature. He's going to get better at his craft. He can play multiple spots. All the things you look for with a top selection is what the Detroit Lions got, and there are so many players on the board for these next two rounds that they can add to People are just chiming for receivers. We can get receivers either in this day or in day three. People want linebackers. There are plenty. There's probably seven linebackers. I wouldn't mind on the Detroit Lions right off top of my head that we can get in these next couple rounds or maybe later. There are, there's edge players, there's offensive skill guys that, that we could add if that's the way they want to go and beef that up. So you really can't go wrong. And instead of worrying about what might have, what you could, have, should just be happy. Just shut your trap and enjoy. This was a good pick. This is a good day for the Detroit Lions as a franchise. They seem to be turning the corner and going in that right direction. And will it take a bit of time? Possibly. Could the Lions nail this draft and maybe make a few other moves and be a lot more competitive in a weaker division than a lot of us think? Yes, I think so. So, everybody, t- take a sip for me. Drink it in, uh... Drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to get you some content this morning, and I can't wait for this draft to continue. So I'll be back talking all about it. Serve up that Kool-Aid to your friends and family. Drink it up yourself, and we'll be back Talking more lions as this draft continues. So everybody, thank you so much. Enjoy the draft. I'll talk to you soon. Everybody take care. I'm out. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a by the Lions. Drink it in.